Welcome to the Black Women Working Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again. How is everyone? I'm We're doing good. Happy New Year, guys. Yeah, Happy New Year. So everyone's good, yeah? Yes. Yeah, that New Year, that. New Decade. New good. Mm. So just a little reminder about our social media. So it's at... Someone say it for me. Oh, please. Black Women Working... No, it's not even that. BWW Podcast UK, UK on Twitter and Instagram. Snapchat as well. It's all the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my stories are on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not on Snapchat, so I don't know what's going on, but yeah, hold tight. So yeah, guys, please follow us. Please engage with us. If you want to send us a DM or anything, just get in touch with us via the social media. Or you could email us at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com and we'll respond to you there. Um, the quote of the, the day today is the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. That's from Malcolm X. 1967. The irony, because all of our quotes of the day, <laughs> if anyone cares, <laughs> has been by black women. Mm-hmm. But we had to put this one in. It had to be. It's mm-hmm. just perfect. Bless Mr. Malcolm X. It's 50, mm-hmm. 50 years ago, if, you know. It's only mad. some man would learn. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of his quotes and things, they're still relevant today. It's mad. Not it's crazy haven't changed. That someone who lived before I even was conceived, like, do you know what I mean? I just find that it's, it's mind mad. blowing, isn't it? It shows how there's a lot that has changed, but there's a lot that hasn't changed, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so guys, I just want to thank all, well, shout out to all the ladies that came to the town hall that we had last month. It was really successful. We really enjoyed engaging with new black women and talking about different topics. So those little segments will be out shortly, we're hoping. Mm-hmm. And um, we can't wait for you guys to hear it. So shout out to all the town hall ladies. Um, today we're going to be discussing Mr. Terry Crews and Gabrielle Union. Mm. Oh, this one here. <laughs> mm. I, I've always pretty like liked it. Yeah. I've always liked Terry Crews in Everybody Hates Chris, White Chicks. No, no, um, no. Yeah, what? but I think what, what we're not talking about is why we, it's not necessarily why we don't like him personally, Mm-mm. but the kind of whole controversy yeah. with Gabrielle mm. Union and how that, because I just thought, was you shocked? I I wasn't sh- I wasn't shocked. Let's like round it up for the people who listen who may not know. Okay, so like just taking a, a step back, if we just explain what happened in in short, basically both Gabrielle Union and Terry Crews um, were hosts on America's Got Talent. I don't think that Terry Crews was like a permanent host. I think he was a guest host, but Gabrielle Union was a per- permanent host with Simon mm. Cowell and then two other people I've never heard of, so I don't really care mm. about them. <laughs> Hear that? <laughs> um, there was. Um, a guest appearance by Jay Leno, who is like an American presenter. Mm-hmm. And um, he was talking about a picture that Simon Cowell has with him and three of his dogs. And he made a racist joke, basically saying the picture of Simon Cowell and his dogs is akin to what you would see on a Korean restaurant menu. Basically making the rude and racist comments that Asian people eat dog. Was that right? like, can I ask if that was live on the show or was that behind the scenes? I have to be honest. I don't actually know. Mm. I believe it was probably behind the scenes, okay. but I know that Gabrielle and the other lady. Julianne Horton. Ho. I don't Ooh. even care. I'm, I'm only here for Gabrielle. Yeah. Mm. For real. Um, They basically, they reported it to HR because it's a racist comment. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, um, <coughs> it needs to be, he needs to be disciplined. Yeah. Um, they brought it to HR. Then basically, Gabrielle was fired. The other female host was fired. Um, mm-hmm. 
Then, so they got a whole new cast. I think it was a progression of things. So she reported yeah. that. And then the other element was about her hairstyles not being like, um, apparently her hairstyles are too black. I'm still not quite sure on how that was communicated, whether someone actually literally said that to her or whether it was an impression that I, um, she no, was given. No, there was complaints. There was notes from people saying that oh. her hairstyles were too black and it was going to confuse the confuse American, what? American As public. In, do you think it was actually those words were actually used? Yeah, I think so. Like too black. What is too black? <laughs> yeah, like, so, so maybe one day she had an afro. Because I'm seeing her braids. hairstyles and I'm just like. But and anyway, I think, I think like taking a step back to kind of ta- tackle the issue like in a co- coherent way. I think the first issue to discuss really is first of all is the comments that Terry Crews went on to make about yeah. why Gabrielle was was dismissed. Can- can we start from the beginning? So the, the, the interview that he had on, was it today or something? Yeah. yeah. Show, like we already knew that he was going to be negligible at the point that he said, I can't speak on sexism because no, no, I'm not a woman. No, but I think, mm. yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I thought that sounded positive to me. I was like, oh, what's he going to say next? No. Because the first step is acknowledging you're like, to me, if someone else is going through something that I don't really have a personal experience of, like I, I wouldn't really want to speak on it. So I thought, oh, okay, he's going to say, okay, this is not my particular experience, but I stand by what she no. said and what she's no. been impacted by. No, I don't understand no, no, if you did it, say it was, that. It was actually uh, even contradictory because, so first of all, you've said that, which means like you're saying, you don't want to talk on something that you don't have an experience of, but then you went on to talk about mm-hmm. Gabrielle Union. But mm-hmm. in actual fact, like, sexism is usually instigated by men or in terms of understanding people's experience i don't think it's good enough to live in blissful ignorance Mm. to be like i am not going to talk about that because i don't know it but you're part of it Mm -mm. whether you whether you want to Mm. acknowledge it or not you are part of it it's the same like in terms of racism if, if a white person isn't racist to then step back and say well i can't really comment on that because I, I don't do it, or I, I don't experience it, but it exists. So from, from Lots his Lots of op- people do that. It's from really his jarring. opening line, I already knew that you're about to be, be negligible. And then it was his whole tone. Mm-hmm. So even if you wanted to go on and say, okay, fair enough, he's fair to say this is his experience and his experience isn't the same as Gabrielle's. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it, was the, it was the way in which he was like... like Overdoing intonation, it. I have never experienced. And it's like... You're saying that in a way that totally undermines mm-hmm. her narrative and mm-hmm. what she said. And that's problematic, no? Mm-hmm. I think I I think to be fair with you, the fact that the interviewer even asked Terry Cruz to express an opinion on Gabrielle Union's experience, they either wanted they either wanted two two things. Yeah. One, for him to to support her, or two, for, for him to completely undermine her. And I feel like that's exactly what he did because what he did is he put himself first. And it's interesting because this is something that I feel that a lot of black men categorically do when it comes to protecting black women, to defending black women, and clearly kind of standing by them and openly supporting them. So I feel like in, I was talking to Tolu on the way here, I feel like that was an opportunity for him to say, well, I've spoken to Gabrielle, I've given her my support. And if you really want to know what her experience is, have her on the show and ask her. So when they asked him and he gave 
that response is clear that he had not reached out to her, he had not spoken to her, and he had not really offered her any support, period. And then on top of that, you add the layer of, you know, I've never experienced sexism, so I can't speak on that. You, I don't have to be mm-hmm. a victim of individual racism to know whether an environment's racist. So for example, the comment that Gabrielle Union complained about it wasn't something that was said towards a black person, mm. but she took offense to it because she was a human being and she right. did the right thing. So for him to then say, well, I've never experienced racism, but everybody knows that Hollywood is a race, racist place and that there are racist people within that organization, the systematic structures put in place that are racist. And him as a black man in Hollywood, he, he there's no way he can genuinely say that he hasn't experienced any racism Period. Maybe his eyes are closed. Um, Maybe it's he not even that his eyes are closed. Some black people feel like that, though. Yeah, but then I feel him. like then those people don't like. No disrespect. I feel like those those people don't know what racism is. Yeah, they don't. And I feel like we all have to do the work to actually un- understand. Mm. I think we've been raised on watching pictures of lynching, watching pictures of people, blackface, all of things these like nasty that. So unless things. something is not like blatantly in your face, you want to turn around and say that it's not. It's not racist. So for me personally, the wider issue for me is like, whether or not he thought there was racism or not, he still could have come out and covered her as a black man protecting a black woman and say, look, at the end of the day, I've offered my support to her. If you really want to know how she feels and what her experience is, you have her on the show. I'm not here to validate her experience or invalidate her experience and just leave it at that. And he couldn't do that. And then to me that kind of sparked so many kind of memories about situations where black women, whether it's even myself, have been at work with black men and things are going on. You're going through experiences and my guy is just there literally slurping tea, watching you get dragged over hot coals and is not really doing anything to defend you. When you're going to that person to vent, to say, you know, I need support, this is unfair, this is unjust, that person's looking at you like, oh, well, I've never experienced anything, so I can't speak for it. And it's just sparked Mm. a wider concern, even in some Mm -hmm. of the articles that I've read, about why it seems to be that black men can't seem to support black women in the same categoric way that black women will support and openly advocate for, fight for, march for, and right for black men. It's just but it's the same thing because she supported him when he came out with his Me Too. And mm. now she's going through something. He's not supporting her and he's going by, oh, my wife told me not to get involved. No, I don't think his wife said not to get involved. <clears throat> like, I just want to be clear. I want to get the facts correct. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I don't think I've seen anywhere where his wife told him not to get involved with Gabrielle Didn't she Union. Say, what did she say? No, Sharon? in the interview, um, he said that um, his wife told him not to speak on things because that it was didn't... an undisclosed um, matter, as in Gabrielle Union hadn't actually put her name. Yeah, to it, it was just so a therefore... source at the time. But the thing is, he did open his mouth, so <laughs> that kind of made that redundant. So then... But I mean, with regards to taking it back to the whole like general topic of black women experiencing this. Honestly, I don't have an answer as to why that happens. I think maybe it's something where you'd actually have to get a black man here and explain kind of Mm -hmm. and try to understand because the fact of the matter is it does happen, but I actually cannot tell you what the solution is aside from everything that everyone's been screaming out time and time again. Why don't you just support? Like, I want to understand why there isn't that... um, that that support but i 
I can't answer that as a black woman because ugh, I just don't know. No, it was just like, I, I think it has a lot to do as well, like with the way that black women and black men are raised differently. So I remember I went to, I was at a screening, I'm um, doing a panel for Queen and Slim and some girl was just like, I don't know why, but I just feel like I just need to protect black men. And I was like, sis, you need to stop that. <laughs> like, do you know what no, it no, is? No, and everyone, she was like, yeah, I know, I need to stop. And it was just kind of like, I don't understand. Like, I don't protect understand. them from what? Like no, just anything no, no, in general, do but I don't. Protect. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't, I don't agree I don't with that perspective. Yeah, but when, but my question is, is that when do our obligations to protect black men mm -hmm. stop to the extent that that is not reciprocated? I think that's a personal decision everybody has to decide for themselves. I could never stand up and say don't protect black men because I'm not I, I'm not saying don't protect black men, but to your own detriment. No, when there's no okay. reciprocity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. I understand that a hundred percent. Because like, for example, when you have like Black Lives Matter and you have people mm -hmm. protesting and mm -hmm. marching and going to prison and putting their lives at, at risk to to protect black men, surely that's to your own detriment. And then I'm not going to say what's happened with Terry Crews and Gabrielle Union is the same as a Black Lives Matter mo mm. mo movement and say black women should not march. They sh if a black man is killed in police custody, that's it. You know, we should just let black men figure it out. I would never say something so ignorant. But I feel like you see an example where Terry Crews came out and said that his manager was sexually harassing him. And it was Nia Long, Gabrielle Union, a, a whole other host of other black female actresses came out vote even essence did like a we are behind terry cruz and the one moment he has to say one thing mm. not necessarily to support gabrielle union just not to make her look like an idiot mm. and make it come make it look like she's just being an angry black woman yeah, all these things are in rubbish. her head mm -hmm. he couldn't even do those basic this things a, this is a thing. i think I, I don't think he would even see it like that I, exactly he didn't say he didn't say any of those things and exactly what you said in the beginning is that he just put himself first. And instead of putting his feet in the shoes of somebody else, mm. which he also didn't have to do, because mm -hmm. as we know, the case, or, or, or you may not know, but it's still under investigation. So he also had the option of saying, mm. we're not commenting mm -hmm. as yet. He won't see it as he threw her under the bus or he undermined her. At all. All he'll see is, I just <coughs> spoke about what I know from my point of view. That's That's essentially what he's seeing. He won't see that he's made her look like an angry black woman or made her Who's look... making it up, who's hypersensitive, he won't who's see always it like complaining. That. But do you know, sorry to jump in, do you know what the thing, I guess, that made it like doubly disappointing was when he went back on Twitter and said, I don't have to please anyone, but my wife, Rebecca. not my daughter. Rebecca gives me not wings, my... is she Red Bull? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. And Come on. you know what? I thought that was quite characteristic of the way sometimes black men can lash out mm -hmm. and just be very reactive and not even think about the impact of the like if you sit down and think about what you're actually writing there it makes no sense at all mm -hmm. so he literally said are oh, his daughters partners or whatever it's their job to protect them but mm -hmm. like 
I, I don't understand. I, I, I personally can't understand how you could say something like that. And this whole issue wasn't about people pleasing. We're not asking you to sit there and please some, someone. We're asking you to sit there and understand that a person has been through this. And it's not even just Gabrielle Union just saying it. Somebody else can back up the racist comment. Other people can back up the toxic atmosphere. So who are you now to sit there and say, well, that's not my experience, which kind of makes it seem like, oh, it's a delusion and it hasn't mm. occurred at all. I don't know. I think there's also like an element of survival in terms Yeah, he's of, trying to protect the bag, his well, bag. I don't you, even you know. I that. don't think it's you say that, that case. But no one's come for Tyra Banks either, who also said, oh, well, I only worked there for two years, so I don't really know. Really? Like, there's this element of... Uh, it would what's like, she supposed we to say we though? discussed no but we discussed this rage like she's worked in industry she knows what racism yeah, she's looks a model. like right and Been from but that particular environment if that's not what she experienced no, there but also in terms of like that protective factor in terms of your time and experience says do you know what i can't come and fight every battle so tyra yeah. banks she also responded by saying, I wasn't there for very long. It was fleeting. It was two years. Um, you know, Two it years is, is not it, fleeting. It's not fleeting. And she was like, it is It is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. And then she Whatever. came with all, right? but Gabrielle Union, you're so beautiful. You look so beautiful. I'm right. thinking, but, but, but is I, there not a part but, of no, you that thinks that, is, is it our job all the time to come out and speak? Like, I think I would just get annoyed always having people, like people come into, I, I feel, don't ask me questions I about just, things that I'm not involved in. This is the thing. And I just feel like, if I was at if I was at work and then another black person su suffered racism and then HR came to ask me mm. about that person's racism I what would I say right well it depends if you've seen it or not he might have actually seen something and he's just not saying it right, yeah, so right. Because, but, the, but the but the real issue is is that HR should never come and ask me mm -hmm. to validate another black person's experience. And that's what the media is doing every every single time. Right. They can't take Gabrielle's word for what she's experienced right. isn't enough. You then have to go to every other black person who's ever worked at American Talent, who's ever made an appearance, and then ask them and put pressure on them to come out it's and back her up. Black. Or alternatively, use their non-conforming to her story or kind of like tepid responses mm -hmm. to be like oh this is all in Gabriel and you know what yeah if he had come out and actually stood in support of her you know his word wouldn't have counted for nothing they would now be asking other people on the team oh have you actually seen this because at the end of the day a black person's word doesn't really stand for anything in these circumstances in other circumstances realize that the bottom line is that Jay Leno made a racist comment. That is not yeah, up yeah that's not even foundation. debatable. That's not even debate. There's other things about you know the comments about her hair being too black. Okay, do you want to talk about that? You, Jerry Cruz might not have heard that, might have experienced it. Tyra Banks, well, we she might have just worn the same. She might have just worn mm -hmm. the same lace front for the whole two years, so no one said nothing mm -hmm. to her. Mm -hmm. True. The illegal smoking that Simon Cowell was smoking and that was dam damaging and for her baby. Is that really a race issue? I'd Oh, I don't know. I've I don't, heard of I don't that know. One. But there's so many things that she kind of made strides to to complain about, basically. And I think she was pushed back on because ultimately Simon Cowell runs that show, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But what is triggering for me is one, Terry Crews undermining her, but also the fact that they're now going to go through, look at, go on Wikipedia and find every previous black host or black person mm -hmm. and ask them to effectively tick right. box her experience. And even if when they were on the show, it wasn't toxic, all that matters is that her experience yep. right then and right there has been toxic. 
And it just makes me think, when are we going to get to a point where the word of one black person, one black person having a bad experience is enough for a working environment to be seen as toxic and racist. And you don't need a tick box exercise from every other black person. I don't have the answer to that question. I don't think it's anytime soon soon. at all. I agree. Like the the mindset is not there because it's always about trying to disprove what someone black has said whether they're a man whether they're a woman but especially if they're a woman it goes back to the initial quote at the beginning of the episode like the respect and it just isn't there but then what do you think about um you know i've shared um terry i think i shared with you guys his um apology <laughs> now i read it and i re- reread it and me personally i'm not inclined really to cancel anyone because I, I just don't feel that doesn't work but because i kind of like terry cruz i believe the sincerity of it and the way it was written for me personally i believe the sincerity of it and that does not erase the fact that he made a huge error of judgment but for me seeing terry cruz and i'm taking it in the context of not just this instance but other things he's done as well which has rubbed people up the wrong way i feel like and I was saying it to you, Natalie, he's a very reactive person. He's not particularly mm, yeah. articulate. If someone says something that triggers him, he lashes out and he says like heinous stuff that mm. just doesn't make any sense. And then he takes a step back. Maybe he consults with people. Maybe he talks to whoever he needs to talk to. And then they give him a perspective that they haven't, he hadn't considered before. And then he comes back and he apologizes, in my opinion, in a way that shows me that he's an p- individual who is continuing to grow. The only difference between him and, say, other people on road is that he does it live online. And whereas other people, when they're, when they're dragged, when they're told, you're wrong, you did this, da 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 they double down continuously, continuously. He'll take time out, he'll double down, and then he'll come back and be like, okay, do you know what? I was actually wrong. And these are the reasons why I'm wrong. So I appreciate the fact that he came back and he said those things and he articulated clearly the reasons why he's wrong. Now, whether people believe that or not, that's up to them. If someone says, nah, I I, I still don't rate him. I don't care about him. I, I actually understand that opinion. But for me, it was important for him to come back and do it live online and specifically state the reasons why how he behaved was incorrect so that other people who might be tempted to behave in that manner when such a situation arises again will understand they'll they'll think of that situation and be like mm, actually maybe there is something to this do you know what i mean i feel like it was a it's a it's a move towards like everyone's self-development in that step. If you believe him, you believe him. If you don't believe him, you don't believe him. But I think it's important that he came back and said that. The more cynical people will be like, he's protecting the bag. I don't know what bag he's protecting, but I don't know what he's in at the moment. For me personally, the apology was whack. Um, Because it was clear from Dwayne Wade's response as Gabrielle Union's husband that there had been no conversation with Gabrielle whatsoever. He said he'd reached out and he hadn't heard back. That's what Terry Crews said. it wasn't quite clear whether he said I have or haven't. I listened to it like three times and I still can't figure out whether it's have or haven't. But I mean, I think even like the two of them going at it on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Who's the two of them? Terry Crews and and Gabrielle. And Gabrielle, like... You know, they they definitely needed to have a conversation. And as I'm listening to you and and as we speak, I'm just thinking it's even more annoying that we're sat here talking about the lack of community and solidarity between two black people. When really the real issue is something 
goes wrong at work, as in Jay Leno and the racist comment, and that just wasn't dealt with, like, full stop. Mm. It didn't need... To, it could have been anybody that called him out. It could have been Gabrielle, John, or Sarah. Like, the point is, that racist person or that racist act is still mulling in the air. That's not dealt with. Mm. Now, yeah, he's the, whole, not been punished. the whole issue is about Gabrielle's complaint and now Terry not supporting her when actually mm. the main mm. issue is still not dealt with. And that happens over and over again. Like, look at, um, wasn't it two years ago? With, was it, what's his name? Danny Baker on the BBC. Yeah. Like what, the monkey comments about Archie or yeah, something. Yeah, that wasn't even two years ago. No, Shane. it was re- more like, recent. But he's a repeat offender. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think the, the primary point. But they'll say it's not racist. The primary yeah. point is let's strip it back is that, first of all, what is wrong is not considered wrong and mm-hmm. not dealt with yeah. with the main perpetrator in the first place. Yeah. And then we've got, and then we've got to deal with, okay, do I sit back? So I think, I think like the likes of Tyra Banks is like, you know what? I'm just going to come to work. That's and it. Go. Like, I'm not going to pretend it's not happening. I know it's happening, but I can't. I just can't. I don't want to do right? it. So then you've yeah. got that. You either see wrong and just keep going. Then you've got the Mr. Protect My Bag. I know it's wrong, but actually I'm going to shout the loudest. I'm not saying this is what Terry Crews done, Mm-mm-mm. but then you've got the, I'm going to shout the loudest to deflect and make sure that I'm not associated mm. and I'm going to make everybody else seem white and right. Fine. And then you've got Gabrielle or the likes of Gabrielle who either are fighting and championing for what is right. Because remember, like, this wasn't even a racist attack against her, although she's no. had her own experiences. Or, so you're either the fighter and, and you stand firm in your ground because actually what you're saying is right and it it can be corrected. Or you're putting yourself on the line. Mm-hmm. Because we all know that actually it takes a great amount of stress and courage and whatever not to stand up for what's wrong, knowing that now you know, not necessarily Gabrielle, but in normal everyday life, you're going to be seen as the troublemaker. You're going to be seen Mm. as this, that, and the other. Like, when really and truly, the bosses at the top should have just dealt with Jay Leno. Like, that's the Do you know what was interesting as well when I was just doing research for this topic? They were saying, like, they had, was it 25 million social media or Twitter impressions and over half of those like were at in Gabrielle Union and were like engaging with her or were talking about her and how she was treating the um, contestants and was just in praise of her period, right? Mm. So it's very clear that she wasn't just a host. She was the key to the success of that series. Mm. Yeah, America's people were enjoying Island. watching her. People were enjoying watching her. So then the whole thing about her being fired then add mm. another whole layer is added to it because it means that it doesn't matter how well hmm. you you perform as a black woman yes. as soon as you begin to assert your position mm-hmm. and you stand up for what is right mm-hmm. same thing with the no smoking and then wearing her hair how she wants to be being the authentic person standing up for what for things that she thinks isn't mm. right calling i think it's nbc out on the toxic environment yeah that is on that show mm. all of those things it didn't matter that she was a phenomenal host and that she had record level levels of engagement, she was still at risk for doing what was right. Yeah, she's yeah. a troublemaker. And it's just it's just bizarre to me that one of the most successful hosts that you've had can just be easily taken away when we still had Dusty Simon Cowell there for years and years and years. And I don't even know but it's the his name show, isn't it? Because of you have the to, other one. Because and it's you crazy. Because you have to fit a mould. And the same applies for, like, I can't wait till we actually talk about, like, what diversity means in the workplace. Because, um, what's her name? 
um, I can never pronounce it, the BBC News presenter when she was asked about Trump by her male white is colleague. It the Asian the one? The Asian one with yeah. the short uh, hair. I'm Jay. not even going to try. Her first name is Jay. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Is no. Okay, it, but, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but when she was asked about Trump and his policies and then she, again, asked for her opinion and then stated whatever she had to state and came under the fire for not staying in line with BBC protocol. And the problem is, it's like you want a more diverse front, <clears throat> but you don't actually accept what that comes with. So you can't just be hiring black people without... Also accepting that you need to integrate their narrative and hear their voices because whenever they talk, because she was, I wish Do you I mean pronounce. Naga Manchetti? Yes. Yeah. Apologies for not being able to pronounce Do her name. I didn't want to get it wrong. But like, it's the whole <clears throat> idea. If you asked her what she thinks as a, as a woman of colour, and when she then said that, it was like, oh, you know, you've, you're inciting, you're accusing people of racism. Da, da, da. And it's like, you can't just take me as your black face you yeah. can't mm-hmm. just but that's what where there's the token people there like that's what they use us for i w- one thing that i want to say to bring it back to what you were saying earlier natalie mm-hmm. is um i feel like maybe with the gabrielle union case you know you, you brought up all those receipts about how much people loved what she was doing mm-hmm. and maybe this is a cynic in me i always got my tinfoil cap on <laughs> all day every day 24 7 do you know what i mean <laughs> So maybe there was an element in this whole thing which was strategic and it was like, nah, you're she getting a bit too big. Guy. Yeah, like you need to be brought down a peg or two. What? So you think people like you on Twitter and saying all these things and we can't just fire you? Watch, yeah. watch us. Yeah. Ah, okay, so you that. think you yeah. have some power now. No, 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 no. We're going to remind you of your mm. place and where you belong. And another element that's important to bring in this is... You know, what she did was a very was a very strong thing to do, was a very fearless thing to do. And I think she was only able to do it to a certain extent because of who she is, because of her career, because of the respect she has. Anybody else, like, they don't really have that backing behind them. So we're sitting here, sometimes we're expecting people to call out this, call out that. But sometimes for people, when they consider the cost and the effect, the sacrifice just isn't worth it. And so that's when you get people like Terry Crews doing all of that stuff. You get Tyra Banks not just wanting to zip her lips because for them, they thought about it and they're like, Mm-mm, I'm not going to be the one that's going to be the pariah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't going to be my battle. And I think I must have read... Um, either an article or a thread um, with regards to this Gabrielle Union situation and someone actually did point out that her ability to call out this thing was largely based on her privilege and I know people throw that word around like you know skittles but there is an element of it yeah (laughs) exactly you throw skittles that's true isn't it (laughs) but there is an element of it where her privilege as someone who's quite prestigious allowed her to kind of bring this issue to the forefront and to the light in the same way it is and now if we're talking about regular regular black women in the workplace like let's let's think about ways in how what advice can we really give them what What can we learn if yeah in if they're in these kind of situations and they're considering oh do i speak out do i not this is what happened to even gabrielle union but look at me i'm not even a name brand i'm not a household anything i don't have what's gonna do you know what i mean and if i lose my job all of these things are on the line i've got debts that i've got to pay off Mm. i've got children to feed how what can we advise people 
that will support them in making the right choice? And is it really our job to condemn people if they make a choice that we don't necessarily agree with? But then aren't we contributing to it? Well, it depends how they how they do it. I'd say the way Terry Crews responded to it, he was contributing to the problem. But there are ways, like you said, Tyra Banks before, that's just a way of like sitting, removing yourself entirely from the problem, sitting in the fence. I think there's, I think first of all, there's, there's two levels to it, right? So if we just have the scenario, for example, that another black woman, something suffers a racist event. So someone racially discriminates her, you know, talks about her in a rate, a racial way, or she's, you're witnessing her suffering bullying or some type of discrimination, mistreatment, harsh treatment because she is black. And I think the first the first thing to do and the most important thing to do, and this is from my own personal experience, having worked in law firms with other black women and where we've both been bullied. And sometimes it's been worse on me. I felt really badly. Sometimes I've watched another person go through it. It hasn't been as bad for me. Is to make sure first and foremost that you have offered that person support mm. because it's clear throughout all these conversations that people have in going through Wikipedia and picking out every black host of America's Got Talent that none of these people had reached out and spoken to Gabrielle. Now for Tyra Banks, I have a little bit more sympathy for her because one, they may have never had a relationship period. We can't assume that all black women know each other mm. and they didn't even work at the show at, mm-hmm. the same, at the same time. Like I know there's a black woman that worked at my law firm before me like she's not, I'm not going to start making friends with her. Like it's just mm-hmm. not, yeah. I've mm-hmm. never really bumped into her. I'm not going to start making friends with her. You know, like, it doesn't make, if you put in that perspective in your own working life, it doesn't make sense. But for Terry Crews, I feel like he could have had that conversation with, with Gabrielle and been like, oh my goodness, what's happened? You know, you could have had that one-to-one and then she'd be like, this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened. And then offer her that support on a one-to-one basis. Because had he spoken to her, had he actually engaged with her, I genuinely believe Mm -hmm. that his response would have been a lot different. And instead of saying, Mm. you know, his wife saying, oh, there's an ongoing investigation, blah, 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 rubbish. He would have been like, do you know what? I've reached out to Gabrielle just to offer her my support in this situation. At the end of the day, I'm not going to speak on it. Um, you know, that would have been, I think if you want to know how she feels, yeah, it doesn't matter about what I've experienced. If you want to know how she feels, you speak to her because this is what we try and this is what we do. A lot of media does a lot of the time. Something happens to Rachel because she's a black woman. Mm. They then ask me to speak on it, to validate her Mm -hmm. feelings and her reaction. If they really want to know how she feels, they can engage with her. If that Good Morning America, whatever show it was, really wanted to know about how Gabrielle Union felt about her experience at America's Got Talent, they could have called her, they could have interviewed her, they could have asked her. They didn't want to know. They wanted to invalidate and Terry Crews fell right into that trap. But I feel like he fell into that trap because he didn't offer her her genuine general support, period. Do you think people would accept that still? Because I've seen instances where people, that's not good enough for people online. Maybe that's just people moving mad with that whole thing of, I'm not going to speak on it because you don't want to interview. I feel like in this modern day and age, people get dragged. No, but, I, I, but, but I feel if he said, I'm not going to speak on it because it's Gabrielle's experience. But if you want to know how Gabrielle feels, okay. you need to bring her on the show and you need to let her speak on her experience. And then if you can, you know, 
add some little, you know, salt bay dust by saying, I've actually spoken to her. I've offered her my support. Yeah. By the end of the day, it's not for me to validate or invalidate her experiences. It's for you to let her speak on her own experiences. Who's going to argue with yeah, that Yeah, that's answer? making his Girl, you know he's clear, like as clear, articulate clear. or intelligent to do that. I think most but people aren't even... But people to support him. Thank you. He's These, got a manager, I'm sure. Thank yeah. you. He's like, got PR. But the bottom line is, is it's clear to me that he didn't talk to her. Mm. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Because at the end of the day, like in my personal experiences, like... You know, I wouldn't call myself an, an activist. I would say I try a little bit here, you know, a little bit there, <laughs> do a little thing. I don't think I'm. A, listen, I don't. I don't think I'm an activist. But if I saw another black woman going through someone something, mm. or not black person going through something in the workplace, I would engage with them. I would talk to them. I would offer them support, and I would offer them as much advice. That doesn't mean I'm going to walk up to the head of the firm and be like, "It's true." So and so is going through this. Like, duh, duh, duh. like yeah, I'm not going to do that. If they ask me, like, Natalie, what should I do? Should I go HR? Should I do this? I'm going to ask them, what happened? What do you think about this? Yeah, like, definitely. I think that is the first basic level that people don't even want to do because something happens to another black person in the workplace Head and we all sand. scramble yeah. like cockroaches when the lights turned on. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually true because we don't want to get caught in a crossfire. It's real life. Because the, you need to think about it. Like, sometimes people are even like, you know, if, if you're going to lunch with your black colleagues... Yeah, it's an it's an actual thing. It's like an act of activism. Do you know yeah. what I mean? The fact that you're I'm an old it's law a defiance firm. team. We actually used to call yeah. it black girls' lunch. And everyone would notice that four or five black women were sitting together at lunchtime. But when they're sitting together, it's normal settings. Exactly. Do you know what? I'm not even gonna lie Do you to see you. What I mean? One of my old colleagues, we'd never like talk too tough in the office. We'd go like, I'll be like, okay, I'll meet you downstairs in five minutes. <laughs> Because we're we're right. We like we have this subconscious thing where even yeah. in the workplace we don't want to be seen talking to each other. Yeah. We don't want to be seen. I don't. I don't. I can't even tell you where it comes from. It, it's just it's self like it's protection because of experiences like maybe people older than us have had and we feel yeah, that and it's like passed down PTSD basically because maybe yeah, you in know some when your says you can't talk to her too tough, you know. Yeah, just stay away from her. It's them ones, and sometimes <laughs> it is wiser to <laughs> adhere to. The, the the fear of that but other times you know sometimes the workplace probably wouldn't care but it's hard to you know you have to make when. an assessment because not all yeah. skin folk are kin folk did I say 100 that right? did I say that the right way around you said you know so at the end of the day and you and you ultimately we're in a capitalist society and being like a full-blown activist is very very ris- risky risky you know so I don't know. For me, I just feel like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, put myself on the cross and start risking my life oh, for other people. I'm but I am going to do whatever I can to offer you support on a day-to-day basis mm. and possibly come up with ways, you know, whether it's me drafting a letter for you, helping you find a new job, listening mm. to what's going on, agreeing with you, supporting with you, not trying to undermine you and say, but is that racist though? But I don't know, is that racist though? True. That, that to me goes a long way. I, I agree know. with what you're saying, that's because with me, I couldn't, I don't feel right when I see another black person struggling in the workplace. Like, I feel like, what would I, what would they do if it was me? I wouldn't want them to just leave me there. And I've been in a position where the workplace that I was in was toxic and they were trying to get rid of me, but I had black people around me, black older and younger people around me that were supporting me. So I didn't feel alone. Were they women or men? Women. Oh, okay, there okay. was one the there point. was one male but he was on his way out mm. at the time he was going from time so he could kind of support me a little bit but he was going so mm. his thing he couldn't stay too tough but I think mm. that support that I had I'll never forget it mm. and um 
I would always try and like extend myself to support them. Mm-hmm. Even if sometimes like when I was working in um, one of the healthcare's that I was working in, I went with one of the girls to her, like they had like a tribunal thing. She could bring someone with her. I didn't say anything. Well, you're not allowed to say anything, Mm -mm. but I was just there supporting her. Like she was literally in tears and I wouldn't feel right in myself knowing that she's come to work and she's feeling away. Mm. And then I'm just there getting on with my work and Mm -mm -mm. something's going on with her. So I'll always try and support where I can. And like Natalie said, if I can help them draft let out, if I can help them find a new job, if I can Mm. guide them any way I can, I'll always try because being alone when you're in that type of situation, mm. is not is not the one. So no. Mm-mm. We're looking at you, Chantel. Come on. I'm still thinking of what my my piece of advice is. Tough, isn't it? I don't know. I actually don't know. I think I do agree. The support element is important. Like you can't dismiss the power of support. I just think like sometimes these battles are just so tiring. Mm. It is. It is like. If you imagine like how tired you are on your own mm. and then somebody else is tired and the other person is tired. Mm-hmm. It's no, but it's like, you. I, there's a, there is a tiny part of me as I'm listening that's just thinking, you you kind of either, you kind of have to prepare to suffer in silence mm-hmm. or be ready to fight one man up. Yeah. Mm. Like there is a part of me that's like, can I really expect my mm. my tired colleague right who's going through their own ish who maybe isn't experiencing racism and just wants to live a quiet life to come and fight with me like <laughs> it's almost like you've you've re- you've got to be prepared to fight alone to fight alone but so that's yeah. but that said i totally believe in community and like the whole, re- I think like the whole reason why, you know, we're cautious, they're cautious of lunchtime dining together and whatnot is because there's power in numbers mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. truth, the truth will be the truth. And that's why we sort of divide ourselves because, you know, no one, no one, probably even us is ready for the power that, mm. that it can bring. So I don't, I don't even mm. know now. I think I've like come around full circle. I think you know, we started and we've come together with the whole um, narrative and we still can't quite unlock it. Like mm-hmm. what it is about black men not mm. protecting us. Mm-hmm. You know, we can also start with in, in certain industries anyway, there's not enough of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Let's go point. with that. Like there isn't any black men anyway. But then there's still the, how do we even tackle or overcome that? Because that was the that was the main issue that we were discussing. I, I think, if I'm honest, my counselor said to me some of the biggest issues in my life is because I have expectations. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's and that's kind of what I went in to say to kind of round it up because there's so many tears to this. Like if it, even we if even we as black women are struggling to support each other and by struggling I mean we're having dilemmas we have to second guess it we have to think about do I want to support this person or what what how much should we expect black women sorry black men to be having the same I think it's like someone someone mentioned here earlier it's a training thing and we are automatically taught kind of trained it's inherent in us to kind of protect each other to kind of group together and show you you unity and strength whereas they're not really socialized in that respect which is why 
in for me if i was going through a situation i'm at the point in life where i don't expect nothing from anybody someone's coming to support me that's awesome that's fantastic mm. but if i'm having a battle fundamentally to me i'm having that battle by myself and i have to decide if it's a go hard or go home thing if it's a yeah. go home thing yeah. that's i'm carrying that burden on my back i'll go home i'll cry and i'll get up and go to work tomorrow if it's a go hard thing i'll face the being ostracized i'll face this accusation that accusation but that's a decision that i've made to kind of face that and that's the struggle that I'll have to carry on my back and whether someone wants to join in and help me carry the burden carry the load uh I can't expect it from anybody because everyone's going through so much and that's and that's the the crux of all of these issues and it's the intent of all of these issues is to make us feel like this so that we do not reach out to each other, yeah. each other mm. so that we do not support each other. That's the, the reason why we still are where we are today. And we are segregated even within ourselves because that has, that has been the goal since day dot to, to separate us, to yes. divide us like by our segments, whether it's by our race, whether it's by our sexuality, whether it's by our religion, as long as there's division amongst yeah. us, then honestly like <laughs> white supremacy because this is there. what this all c comes down, down to, to can can stay in control and are we at the stage yet where we're ready to like like evolve from that we're trying we're pushing we will eventually get there but it's going to take a few episodes of people getting burnt in public just like gabrielle union did and arguably maybe she was able to bear that more than the average black woman could i think it's cost her stress anxiety oh, and frustration you know. But from when from your husband even has to be coming out and tweeting and doing all of this, that, and the other. It hasn't cost her a mortgage payment. A mortgage payment. It hasn't cost her childcare. Right. She's still going. Health insurance. On, girl. No. Okay, you so on a, on a practical level, then, yeah. like, in terms, I say, you know, one, make sure we're supporting people in need. Yep. The other, hand, the other side of it, for me, I would say on a practical level, is you don't have to be silent, just know when to talk. Yes. So you can Pick your either, battles. You can either choose to fight your battle on the forefront, go hard, go home, or do you know what? Just stock it for your exit interview. Oh. You when you are oh, actually my exit leaving, interview was lit. Was it? <laughs> lit. Like, I've, 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 I've never had a, one yet. I keep a page at the back of my diary that says exit <laughs> interview. Bro, get it ready. I just list things <laughs> as they happen. So it's like, you know what? I'm not going to bring it up because, yeah, sometimes I just, I, I'm, I'm too scared to fight yeah. the fight or I can't be bothered yeah. to fight the fight. Fair but enough. But you know what? If I am given an opportunity whereby I can say what I need to say or I'm ready to leave and these are some of the contributing factors, then, yeah, perhaps on a like real practical level, pick, if you're going to speak, choose your right moment. And it doesn't always have to be while you're on the front line, but... You know, I like I will make sure that my workplace knows exactly how I felt, whether it's there and then that I can deal with it or let me just stock this for when I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And that comes with experience. So, I mean, yeah, for anyone who's listening, who's at the beginning of the career and is like, I don't want to shake no bulbs. I just want to keep my head down, carry on with my job. It's sharecropper. What I'm trying to say is it's totally fine to feel that way and don't feel like you've got to go out and be an Avenger. And the reason why we're saying these things now is because we've been to, you know, experiences. We've been through, it, yeah. we've been through the fire. We've learned, you know, 
the times to talk, the times not to talk. And eventually you'll learn that for yourself as well. And sometimes, sometimes you are just going to have to take the L. That's life. You're going to have to take the L. It's going to burn. It's going to hurt. You're going to be like, raw. this world is mad. But at the end of the day, you'll learn from it and you will evolve as a person and you'll get to the point where you can, you know when to stand up for yourself and times when you should just maybe allow it and move on to the next place because it's not every mountain that you need to die on at the end of the day so whatever choice you make whatever decision you make as long as it's not devaluate devaluing is that the right word someone else's experience just be secure in that decision and yeah just go through because you know life is hard we've got to acknowledge that at the end of the day so guys um i just want to thank you guys for listening to us again oh we're so happy to be back aren't we guys (laughs) yes i am man um, just to remind you again, follow us on all our social medias. It's at BWW Podcast UK on Instagram and Twitter. And hashtag us if you want to or send, send us some stuff. We've got our email, blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So send us some stuff there and just get in touch with us or anything that you want to discuss with us, even if it's good things. We really want the good things. We oh, don't please. want all the bad things. Oh my gosh. So give us your accomplishments, any accomplishments that's happened to you, anything will big you up because that's what we're here for. So yes. And also if you've got any like um, resources that might be helpful, useful to people mm-hmm. uh, yes. going through these situations, like there's bare of us that are working in HR, you know. It's Can you true. contact us please? Come out, And come let out. us know like how you deal with these things in an effective manner. Yes, anything else? Anybody else want to add anything? No. No? Oh. All right, then. I'll see you right, then. Bye. 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 Adios. Bye.